This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. Let me give you folks my address at the beginning of the service here. Maybe you don't catch it at the end. It's uh, old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website is radiomissions.org. And then I'll give you my phone number. You may want to call me at the end of this service. It's area code 225-664-8658. And we bring into these studies now on the home, the home, the head of the home, man, the head of the home. And we've, we've touched many, many subjects there. But we got started in our last study that the, that the Bible says that man, the husband and father, is the priest of the home. The priest has to do with the worship. Therefore, it's the responsibility of you, my man, to lead your family in worship. And if you're not, why did you ever get married? Why, why did you ever have those children? I'll be frank with you. No individual has a right under the sun to marry and to raise a family and lead that family to hell by your ungodly life, Christless life. Every child brought into the world adds to your responsibility because that child is either going to heaven or going to hell. Now, let's just stop right there for a moment. There's only two places, my friend, heaven and hell. You, you, you going there, one of those places, and your children's going there, one of those places. Now, that, that, that kind of gets serious, doesn't it? That makes you think, doesn't it? Maybe it makes you sit up and tremble a little bit. That's exactly right. Now, my friend, you can hear this damnable doctrine about purgatory if you want to, and, and somebody will light a bunch of candles and pray and pray, and that, that's not anything, my friend. That's, not, that's, that's anti-scriptural. I tell you that. I told you about it. I was conducting a funeral in New Orleans one day and had four, four Catholic nuns sitting on the front row. And I made that statement. I didn't do it to antagonize them. It just come up in my message that there's only no purgatory, no such a thing as purgatory. You can't show me one thing. You can't tell me. And those four ladies got up and went out. And I said to myself, my, 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 they got mad with me because I told them the truth. Do you do that, my friend? When I call your attention how, how the Bible says for you to raise your family and your children and how to be the head of your home and how to how that your wife must be in submission to you and how that there's no such a thing as a woman preacher and how that every, every man who stands behind that pulpit has a responsibility to preach the gospel. That's what the Lord called me to do. He did. When, I, when the Lord called me into this ministry, he gave me that, that verse over there. I said, uh, be instant, in season and out of season. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. You know what the gospel is, folks? It's good news. Maybe we just stop a minute and tell you that the good news is that uh, no matter how you've been a failure all your life, maybe your children's up and grown now and got out from under the house, got out from under your control, and you see them how they're living, what kind of life they're living. But, but if, you, if you come to the Lord seeking mercy, he'll save you. And then maybe you can be a witness to those children. They may be some of them in jail. I have many folks who have children in jail. That's right. They call me and say, Pastor, please pray for my, my Johnny. Please pray for so they in jail. They are. I mean, I have folks who have children that's left home and they hadn't heard from them in five years. I pray for those young people day in and day out, my friend. I have that picture on the wall here. But listen, let's get back to our study. Every child that's been brought into this world will add to your responsibility. Listen, those children aren't responsible for being here. They're your responsibility. That's right. That's right. It's just as much as uh, a responsibility resting on your heart 
Father, to provide worship in your home as it is to provide food and clothes and shelter. I think more so. I think more so. But listen, then when an individual tells me he's not able to bring his family to church or to a place of worship, he tells me how stupid and ignorant and irresponsible he is, and all that rests upon him. In the Jewish commonwealth, God instructed that Jew, the head of his family, to set aside one-tenth of his income to support the Jewish temple and its worship. And he instructed the Jew to set aside another tenth of his income to provide worship for his family, their annual visit to the temple, and their gifts of sacrifice. Oh, my friend, we're not talking about uh, giving today, but we just might throw that in here. Are you depending on uh, some radio pastor for your spiritual growth? Maybe the old trailblazer, maybe the voice of truth, maybe here. Well, then your, your then your money should come here. You don't eat down here at one store, one restaurant, and go down to other restaurant and pay them. Pay them, do you? No, sir. When you come out, they got a lady standing there behind that cash register wanting your money. Just so it is uh, with the tithe. The Bible says in Malachi 3.8, I believe it is, the tithe belongs to the Lord. Are you robbing God? You say, well, I thought you was talking about the home. Let me ask you this, Dad. Are you paying God's money as, as you're supposed to? Are you leading your children to, to put their, you give them a little allowance or a little money to work around the house? Are you teaching them that on Sunday morning to put, fill out that envelope and put it on there, whether it's a dime or a dollar or whatever? That's how we learn. That's how our children learn. You don't wait till they get 14, 15 years old. No, sir. You start early on. I love to see those little old fellas come by. Sometimes we do it in the Sunday school. I don't care whether you're saved or not. Whether you're rich or poor, ignorant or learned, God is holding you responsible for your family worship. Now, I tell you that with all the emphasis of my soul. If you're not saved, you're still responsible for your children. You say, well, I don't know what. And yes, you do. Take the Bible. Take the Bible and read it. Start in, in uh, John, if you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Start there in the New Testament and read a chapter every night to them. And then pray in your, in your helpless, seemingly helpless way. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, give me grace to pray in front of my children. That would do your heart good. That would do your heart good. You could tell them. Children, your old dad has been a terrible person all his life, but now I want to be saved. You could tell them that. That'll have an impression upon their heart, my friend. They won't never get away from it. Instead of remembering you as a cussing, raising hell tyrant, they'll remember you. They'll remember you. Pastor Shelton told us this story about these two young men raised out there in the country somewhere many years ago, and their dad and mother had died. Old house was overrun with briars and leaves and bushes and things, and they decided to tear the old house down. And uh, they tore the roof off and some of the walls off, and they got around to where the old fireplace was, right there in front of the old fireplace. One of them said, Joe, you, you, you tear them boards up. He said, no, Tom, I can't do that. They both remembered the days that their old dad kneeled down on the floor there in front of that old fireplace where his old, the old boards was smooth, where their daddy had kneeled down and prayed for them. Story goes on, it, the Lord took a hold to them, brought them back just because of seeing and knowing what their, what their dad had done when they were children. My friend, does it, are, are your children going to have any memories of you like that? Oh, we have plenty of memories, don't you? I have plenty of memories of my dad. My dad was not a spiritual man. I don't have those kind of memories. He was an honest man. I know that. 
He was honest. Honest as the day is long. And my mother, they were both honest, careful, and uh, and and took care of us children and made sure for us. And didn't let us didn't let us roam the streets at night and didn't let us run around. No, sir. We had to be in the bed. But uh, I remember I have those memories. Have, have you ever seen your dad pray? Fathers, fathers, listen. You are the priest of your home, and it's your solemn duty and obligation and your highest privilege to gather your family together and, and at an appointed time and read the Bible and pray and lead them to pray and teach them to love of the Word of God and point them to the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. You may be lost. You may be a sinner. But if you feel the keen responsibility that rests upon you in regard to the religious life and the spiritual life of your family, I guarantee it won't be long till you'll be out, out there on the cotton row somewhere, out there behind the barn, over there on the levee, someplace crying out to the Lord for salvation. Oh, if you're lost, man, it would do you good to let your family hear, hear you cry unto God for mercy. That would be not be a disgrace. It would be grace. Many of you men who claim to be saved, you've never established your family worship in your home. You've taken the road of least resistance. And I know, I see what happens. I see the, the television. Oftentimes we talk about it, that it's erect and ruined many of our homes. You young men, don't do that. Don't, don't, let, don't let your life be centered around a television. I, I know there's some things that may be good on there. And there's a lot of things that's not good. But but don't center your worship life around the evening time and the, and the television or computer or whatever. No, no. Take time, my friend. Just take time. Set aside appointed time after supper or whatever time is convenient for you. And then, Mom, you help him. Mother, you help him. If he's out of town or out working, you do it. You gather the children around, whether they be one, two, or three. Ever how many, my friend? But listen, listen. Many have taken the road of least resistance. In many cases now, your children are gone, and you and your wife are left alone. The road have already been traveled, and you can't recall it, can we? No, but i tell you one thing, what i do. I would begin now, and when those kids come home, read on a visit, bring those grandchildren, gather them together, read and pray with them, and let's go back and build our homes, my friend. Let's go back. Men, let's assume our responsibility as the head of our home, as a priest of our home. You have a dear wife, love her. Love her. Tell her you love her. And the children, tell them you love them. Pray for them. Hug them a lot, my friend. Love on them. Kiss them and hug them. That's what gets their attention. Oh, my friend, they'll remember those times. Surely you make them mine. Surely. You know children want to be made mine? They do. They do. They love to be corrected. They do. They want to mind. And then let them know you love them. The old trailblazer, I, I wish I could sit down by your home, by your family, and talk with them, talk with you and your wife. Tell, tell them what the Lord lays on my heart. But I can't, but I use this little old broadcast, bring you God's message, that uh, the, those things that we talked about in the previous study about the giving as unto the Lord, money. The Bible says the Lord loves a cheerful giver. I had a lady call me one day. She's an elderly lady, fixed income, and she called me one day, and she said, Pastor, you know I know that I'm saved because the Lord loves a cheerful giver, and I'm a cheerful giver. And she was. She was. She had a meager income, 
was always there on Monday morning, her tithes and offering. I, I praise the Lord for for the instructions he gives us in his word, my friend. It's a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. You can't go wrong. And I'll tell you this, you can't find one promise in there that he has broken. You can't. You can't. We have a book here on by Mr. Lockyer on all the promises of God. If you have, if you care anything about your soul, you ought to write in here and get it. All the promises of God. Every promise is in God's words in there. Now, this is the old trailblazer. I know our time's getting away ra- rapidly. But we'll be back next week, Monday morning, at another study from God's Word. And let me hear from you. Call me, if you will. My mailing address is the old trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana. 70785 and my website radiomissions.org my phone number air code 225-664-8658 and i'm here almost every morning till noon call me i'll be glad to call you back if i miss you and let me know that you're listening and if you can help me with the broadcast a little bit i have people send me a dollar a month some send 10 some send 100 but you do what you can ask the lord if he would have you to help us with this broadcast. If you can't, I understand it. My friend, I'm, I'm just a poor old sinner saved by grace. But I know how it is. I've been there and done that. So if you would, let me hear from you. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.